It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. Welcome on in to the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast presented by Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use promo code FETCHME20 for your first delivery free, free in your phone's app store. Just search Fetch Me Delivery or FetchMeDelivery.com. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas here with you recording on a lovely Tuesday morning. Yesterday, both on the podcast, Michael, and on social media, we kind of sent out the, uh, you know, hey, we need questions. And holy cow, did you guys deliver. We may have enough for the whole week. Yes. Sweet. Um, so you can reach out to us via voicemail or text 205-502-4285. You can message us on Instagram to search Auburn Podcast or on Twitter, Locked on Auburn. A few quick notes, Michael Pappas, before we jump into some of the voicemails today. Big Cat Weekend has been postponed. Of course, that's Auburn's largest recruiting weekend. Auburn University, all of their their events, they are closed through June 30th. That includes Big Cat Weekend. Uh, my understanding is the earliest now that it could possibly happen is early July, assuming the world is somewhat back to normal then. We'll see. It's been postponed. To my understanding, it has not been canceled. And that affects more than just football. I mean, that's the biggest recruiting event for all sports. Well, it, now, now it affects basketball, too, which is bizarre to think about but yeah you're right you're right and then um defensive rookie of the year betting odds have been released Mm -hmm. have you seen this as our uh resident uh betting expert i did i saw this uh actually on the au podcast instagram sweet yeah search uh, auburn podcast on instagram so patrick this is according to bet online so patrick queen the former lsu linebacker now is with the baltimore ravens at plus 1400 to be a defensive rookie of the year. Derek Brown tied with a bunch of folks at plus 2,500, and Marlon Davidson at plus 2,800. I think that seems right. It's just going to be so tough for a defensive lineman, especially an interior defensive lineman, to win a, an award like that. Yeah, I mean, just looking at this list right now, I can tell you a bunch of guys you can go ahead and cross off. Um, I mean, Grant Delpit's not going to win it. He can't tackle anyone. Uh, Javon Kinlaw's not going to win it. He's going to get overshadowed by one of the 18 other first-round You've picks. been so low on LSU's Grant Delpit his whole career, and then your team drafted him. No, not even his whole career, just this last season. And then, yeah, my team drafted him. It, I'm, I think I literally, I think I texted you after and said, this is my nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he can't, I, the, oh, I can't handle it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, all right. So uh, you can call the show. Uh, we'll get to some voicemails now. 205-502-4285. Marlon's and, on this list also. I know. I said so. Okay, good. Plus 2,800. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, surprised Noah wasn't on there, though. Just first-round corner. You got to put him on there, right? I guess not. Maybe you don't. I bet he. I bet he's just not in the graphic. I mean, I yeah. bet you could bet on him. But he's like the third or fourth corner on Miami. So, like, they didn't draft him to be a starter this year. Yeah, also, I wanted to get your opinion on this. I forgot during our draft show. <laughs> Um, they were saying after he got drafted that they were expecting him to play more of a middle-of-the-field role, kind of that yeah. nickel role. And I, he didn't really do that at Auburn. Um, obviously, he's got the foot speed to do it, and he can go both ways. Um, and we know he's a, he can be a factor in the return game and on special teams, so you could always win Rookie of the Year doing that kind of stuff. But I was just surprised that they were saying that he was going to be a middle-of-the-field guy. 
Yeah, and he's already raw. That's the biggest thing mm-hmm. against him. Is like you want to put him in the middle of the field where he has to cover receivers going both ways. Okay, that's tough. We'll see. We'll see. He's athletic enough to do it. It's just can he do it day one? Like I don't know. I don't know. All right, so let's go uh, to Gadsden. Uh, Austin is calling in. What's up, Zach and Michael? Uh, I just I, my name's Austin. I'm from Gadsden. I just wanted to hey Austin call and talk about Marlon going to the Falcons. I was really happy about that. I mean, I. Think that he's a dog, and we got Thorson playing the SEC for four years and just pound people, as he says. And I, I'm pretty hyped up to get to watch him play for another team that I pull for on Sundays because I think he, I thought he was going to be good wherever he went. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching him do what we need him to do in the red and black. Go Dirty Birds, rise up! Rise up to a 28 to three lead in the Super Bowl, and then blow it. Unnecessary. What? You see what he lobbed that up to me. He didn't. What did Austin expect from that? Uh, Austin, I appreciate you both listening and for including me at the beginning of what you said. So I think they all include you. Oh, you guys are too too nice. Uh huh. (laughs) Making my day. Um, Zach, did you see that uh, the Patriots lost another franchise stalwart yesterday? Obi Malafonwu. No, James Devlin. Oh, yeah, that was a big deal, actually. Well, he hadn't played in a while. He's just been so injured. Okay, so. well, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's true. Also, uh, Austin, you're right, though. I think Marlon Davidson, yeah. you could tell that he was very excited. Some of the edits that have been put, Marlon's put some up, the Falcons have put some up, and then you've just seen some Auburn guys on Instagram put some stuff mm-hmm. up. Like, the edits, Marlon looks so mean in a Falcons jersey. I mean, that dark red and the black, like, he looks, he looks like a mean man. I would not want to block him. Also, underrated part of the whole draft process, Marlon pulled a great number. Great number. Remind me. 90. That's a good number. It's a great number. It's going to look great on a jersey. For Just for comparison's sake, the Browns' first-round pick, Tristan, or not Tristan Wirfs, um, uh, Wills. You wish you would have gotten Tristan Wirfs. No, I don't. Okay. I'm happy with Jedrick Wills. Good. I think that's his name. I don't okay. know. His first name is weird. Um, They're offensive linemen. They don't matter. Yeah. He's number 71. Like, I can't get a number 71 jersey. Why would you get the 70 anything jersey? Well, like, Joe Thomas was number 70 or 73. Yeah, that's an exception to the rule, but you're right. I, I mean, 73 does look better than 71, to yeah, be fair. Yeah. Like, you just, some of these guys were bad numbers. Like, yeah. 90's a great number. That looks great on a jersey. 205-502-4285. All right, this is, a, this is a call about our Throwback Thursday episode this last Thursday when we talked about the SEC Championship game in 2013. Hey, guys, so I know you all did the Missouri episode on Thursday, but I wasn't listening to podcasts then, so I kind of missed it. But I still want to share this. So the He's day before now. the game, uh, I was in Dallas, and there was this huge Same. ice storm. <laughs> Yeah, and as a result, it knocked out our power uh, the day of the game. And so it got down to 41 degrees in our house, which was fun. It was The power was supposed to come on at 8 o'clock that night. But the problem is we need to watch the game. Everyone in my family was kind of in favor of let's just wait it out. But my mom, who went to Auburn and I, never waited uh, out. We're both like, uh, no, we're, we got to go to a hotel. We got to go watch. Yeah, be proactive. So that's what we ended Absolutely. up doing. Um, and, yeah, I had to. I had to watch in a hotel. It wasn't one of the greatest thing. We barely got there in time, but we won, and we got to see it, so it was cool. Also, uh, I have a couple suggestions for a throwback Thursday. Okay. First, the 2007 Florida game. It was a fun game because it was right after we had lost to South Florida, so it was mm. uh, optimism was not exactly high, 
and it's actually the real, really the first game I can remember. I'm a senior in high school now. And then the 2013 A&M game, which I have a lot of thoughts on as a as someone who grew up an A&M and an Auburn fan. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Thank you, guys. If he's a senior, how old are you when you went out in the 07 Florida game? Wait, 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 wait. What? He just Did said he, he was a senior, senior in high school. Then he was talking about the 07 Florida game. He said he's a senior in high school now? I think that's what he just said. All right. Power of editing. We just went back to listen to it. That is, in fact, what he said. You're saying he was five then, right? Yeah. I mean, fall. if he's a senior in high school now, he's 18. So fall 2007, I guess he would have five or six. six yeah. Maybe? I mean, that's the ballpark. That's incredible. I'm shocked that you remember the vibe going into that game. I mean, surely it's been rewatched, and, right? Like, surely. But you don't get the vibe just, from that. That's yeah, true. I don't know. Some, yeah, some, some stuff, some stuff stick just you. sticks with you, man. Uh, um, that means That's a good one. Okay, so we're doing our Throwback Thursday this week. We're doing 2013 A&M. We can tentatively schedule to do 07 Florida next Thursday um, as of right now. We'll see. Hey, guess what I did yesterday? What'd you do? Watch the first half of that game. Wow. Yeah. How about that? How about that? All right, we got more voicemails coming up right here on Locked on Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Yeah, follow us on Instagram to search Auburn Podcast. You can also message us that way. Um, I'm going to do a face, uh, an Instagram Live later today at 4 o'clock Central Time if you hear this before then. All right, let's throw it out to North Georgia. We have Ben calling. Hey, guys. Ben from North Georgia. And specifically, hey, Michael. Hey. It's much to pay me to say hello to somebody from Texas. Wow. I know you need the attention. Uh, hey, have I just wanted like to give you a call about... <laughs> Zach's, I guess, assertion that the program's heading in the right direction because of draft picks. Um, you know, that's kind of a double-edged sword there, Zach. Um, if you're getting so many draft picks or your talent is exceeding to such a level that the NFL wants it, the other side of that coin is, well, how come you didn't utilize it when it was in college? Winning is still the gold standard in college. Doesn't matter who goes to the NFL or what. Winning is still the definition of success. So um, I just wanted to throw that out there. And then also, I was catching up on old episodes, and I heard that kid's question about um, the most Auburn plays ever. Mm, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe just because uh, Auburn over the years has aged me so much in so many different games. I feel you. The thing that always comes to mind, the most Auburn plays ever, are things like the 2008 Florida uh, game where we had to kick the field goal twice uh-huh. to win the football game, or the 04 LSU game where we scored a touchdown to make it 9-9, nine to nine, missed the extra point, <laughs> but a flag comes in and we get to re-kick it to go up by one. Right. Or the, the coup de grace is national championship game. Michael Dyer runs it all the way down to one, the two or three, 
and then Cam can't punch it in, and we're resulting, you know, results in us having to have to kick a field goal. I mean, I don't know what it is about Auburn, but, I mean, can we not just win in a conventional, just blow people out fashion? It always comes down to a kick, and even then it seems like something's going to make it more extraordinary than ever. But, you know, that's my two cents. Uh, hope you all have a great day. And, yes, Michael, we do know you're on the show. Ben giving you some love. He called me out, but he gave you some love. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. All right. Uh, uh, well, well, he called me out about you know saying that the program's taking a step in the oh, right direction yeah. as far as development goes for the NFL draft. Like, yeah, I think I, I think there's definitely multiple ways to measure it. And as far as on the individual guys coming in and getting better, I think that's clear. I think that's clear that that's happening. I mean, of course, winning is is most important. But you have to have guys get better for you to consistently win games. And I think when you look at where Auburn is on a year-in and year-out basis and where I think they're going, and when you look at the talent of this roster, when when it's all said and done, I think you need to be in the top 10 or so as far as talent, and then everybody in there has got a chance. And of course, the higher you go up that list, the more likely you are, and you need a few things to go go your way over the course of the season, but... I think Auburn is in a situation now where if the ball bounces their way, they've got a shot at this thing. I remember what I was going to say. First of all, Auburn, like we said, ranks 10th in total draft picks since uh, college football playoff Yeah, the era started. in 2015. Um, every season, it seems like they're ending up about 10th. I, I would be willing to bet if you average them all, it's in that uh, sure. 8 to 12 range, uh, which you know, would make sense based on winning and draft picks. And then it, 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 I guess it all depends on how you measure success because us looking at it, we would say that Ohio state has an incredibly successful football program, right? Uh, they had what four, not 14, they had 10 guys drafted this year, 12 guys drafted. I mean, they had, um, all three of the first three picks went to Ohio State, although Burrow did transfer. And, um, you know, it's really easy to look and say for us to be like, yeah, Ohio State, they're incredibly successful. But I would bet you an Ohio State fan would look at that and be like, how the heck did we not make it to a national championship game in the last four years, much less win one? Yeah, I mean, you want to make it as enticing as possible to come to your school. And I think for that, uh, for you to really get the cream of the crop guys like Ohio State, Alabama, and LSU have done every year, and now Clemson's in that boat, you need to put more and more guys in the league. It makes your sales pitch better. And that's something, you know, Auburn having the best three drafts in its history as far as three in a row you're not going to see the fruit of that until a few years from now when guys deciding to come to Auburn look at that. But it's important as far as getting things in the right direction and getting better, better, and better, and better, and better, and better players as far as draft or recruiting classes go that then turn into good draft classes. I think it's all part of it. Hey, we continue our conversation coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Patrick from Atlanta. Really, really fast. I'm sorry. I have one more thing. Okay. 
we have to say Daniel Thomas, two-star guy who ends up getting drafted to the NFL, if that's not the mark of a successful program, I don't really know what is. Yeah, yeah. Guys are getting better, for sure. All right, here's Patrick from Atlanta. Hey, guys. It's uh, Patrick in Atlanta. Hope you're staying well and uh, safe during this uh, time of uncertainty. Anyways, just curious. With the Georgia game and LSU game being flip-flops uh, for the upcoming 2020 season, I was curious your guys' thoughts on Auburn, the keys to getting a victory in Athens. The last time Auburn won in Athens was the 2005 uh, Brandon Cox fourth down play to, I believe, Devin Romashadu. And then John Vaughn had the game-winning field goal. So as, an, as a Georgia native and Atlanta resident, would love to hear um, kind of thoughts on that game. I know it was a little far, a little far out from that. And two, kind of preparing for that LSU kind of Bama back-to-back to end the season. So hopefully looking forward to getting some ball back here shortly. Hope you, hopefully you guys are doing well, and uh, thanks again for all you do. Take care. I like Auburn against Georgia this year. I've got a good feeling about that. I'm not officially picking them yet, but I have a good feeling about that game. As far as the LSU-Alabama back-to-back, that's brutal, and I don't think any team in the country could confidently go into that situation. We don't we don't know what LSU is going to be this year. Um, they don't have a quarterback. Uh, uh, Miles Brennan in super limited action just doesn't look very good. And then as far as Georgia, I saw a mock draft like a way too early twenty twenty one mock draft. Love those. Yeah, uh, a lot of fun. Um, a lot of that Williams. had Jamie Newman. I believe that's his name. Um, the Georgia quarterback in the first round. Um, I don't agree with that. Uh, the guy struggled against teams better than his at Wake Forest. Uh, they still are super, super young at the wide receiver position. Running back lately especially has never seemed to be an issue. But, I mean, DeAndre Swift just got drafted, and I believe Holyfield either graduated or, or went to the league also. So um, we don't really know who's going to be toting the ball. New That's system, such a new weird, quarterback. I just such a weird situation with, uh, you know, like, if he was still awake for us, he wouldn't be getting mocked in the first round. It's still the same player. You don't just get better by going to Georgia. You're still the same player. If anything, you get worse at quarterback. How about that? Oh. How about that? Uh, it's just, so I'm rather confident about Auburn going to Georgia in week five or six or whatever it is. Uh, I just don't think that that offense is going to be clicking, especially since they haven't had spring to really learn and put in that offense. Um, and, and then LSU is going to be a tall task, especially right before Alabama. But I am willing to bet that this is going to be looked back as a major outlier, especially if Joe Burrow is as good as people think that he is. Yeah. Um, and if Joe Brady is as good as people think. I mean, there's a reason that that team was so different from what 2018 to 2019. All right, we got one more voicemail today, 205-502-4285. Let's throw it up to Nashville. We got Justin. Good afternoon, guys. This is Justin from Nashville. Hey, Justin. Love the accent. Zach, Michael, I hope you're having a wonderful quarantine. Arbitrary guest that might be in-house. Hope you're having a wonderful quarantine. <laughs> I listened to a podcast on Monday where Gus's name was brought up, and he's got the program in a good position. My question is, is good okay? I understand the argument of where Alabama is, LSU was for one year. What I would like to see as an Auburn fan, 
and don't have a good answer for it when I say this or how to get to that is just making this program feel like a top five paid coach in college football. I think he's a really good coach. I don't think he's a great coach. This year might look different. Who knows? Just my question. Thanks, guys. I think the biggest thing is consistency, right? You raise your hand and you don't say anything. I I was trying to think about how to phrase it. Gus Malzahn. When we are saying that he has the program in a good position, we are saying that he has the program in a – the position the program is in now is not – it is the best it has ever been. That like that needs to be noted. Yes, th- yes, you are absolutely correct. The dream goal in a perfect world, Auburn is a top five program. Auburn is every season competing with Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State and Oklahoma for all of the five star recruits and, and for the playoff every season. But I mean, if we look back at Auburn football history, it's just. It, they have seasons where they pop up and are incredible. Happened once in the once or twice in the eighties, once or twice in the nineties, once in the two thousands, uh, and t- really three times in the twenty tens. Yeah, all, all of which with Gus Malzahn. Right. Uh, uh, and like Zach, you've said it earlier on this show. This is the best three year run they've ever had in the NFL draft. Ever. And if you if you get tired of us using the draft as a measuring stick, that's fine. But I mean, look at 2010, 2013, and 2017. I mean, when you look at every decade throughout the history of Auburn football, they haven't had three years like that before. Auburn played in this decade in the national championship twice, and they were four quarters away from it in 2017. And if Carrion Johnson doesn't go hurt, I think they get to the college football playoff. And so they're close. They're absolutely close. And I mean, you look at how they perform against the folks at the top, would you like them to be Georgia more? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. But they're the only school outside of Clemson that can go toe-to-toe with Alabama. And even when you look at, like, if you want to compare Auburn to Georgia since Kirby Smart got to Georgia, like, they have the same number of national championships. Like, Georgia has a college football playoff berth, sure. But, like, basically Georgia's beating Auburn in recruiting. And that's really it. And, and yes, that matters, but it's not the end-all, be-all. And, but they and can't make a good decision at the quarterback position, correct. so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and and so it's just, like, I, I understand, yeah, Gus Malzahn might be getting paid as if he's a top-five coach, but, I mean, when you really get down to it, I, I know that, like, the, the AP poll rankings and the college football playoff rankings might not show this, but, I mean, if everything was settled on the field, and where do you really put Auburn? Fifth, sixth? I mean, as far as programs go and the job he's done at Auburn to keep them nationally relevant with the best coach in college football history, the best recruiter in college football history, two and a half hours away, in your same state, fighting for the same recruits, and then on top of that you have to deal with Florida, UF, Florida, uh-huh. And Georgia uh-huh. and Clemson right. going after all the other big recruits that you're going for, not to mention Miami, Florida State, um, and, and all the other Florida schools that are going to come. I mean, 
I know Gus gets a bad rap, and yes, there are times when when they're out on the field that he immensely frustrates me. I, I think I said on yesterday's show I would have personally fired him after that Tennessee loss a year or two ago. But I mean, I just don't think that there is an, a, a realistic argument that he does not have this position, this program in a good position. And I think that there is a very, very, very good argument you can make that it is in the best position it has ever been. Michael, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackery. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn. And follow the show on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.